as preparation for tefillah, a person's uh, dress should be appropriate. I mean, the people speak of the obvious parable of you standing in front of a king. Certainly, you would dress properly. Certainly, in front of Kodesh Baruch Melech Machi Amlachim, you dress. Halavai uh, that we should always remember to uh, to 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 keep that type of parable in front of our eyes, in front of our minds, in front of our brains, in front of our neshamot. But it's true. In other words, it's a person behaves in a certain manner in front of a king. Certainly, how much more so before Kodesh Baruch Those are words, but there are significant words in Halavai that we should all remember such a thing. In this regard, we're speaking about dress. So men have to cover their heads during tefillah and when you go to a shul, etc. Now, obviously, it's well known, it's a minag already. The Jews wear kippahs, you know, 24-7. I mean, 24-7, if you're not sleeping, you don't wear a kippah. But generally speaking, the minag is already today to wear a kippah all the time. So that's a minag that's already become almost a deen, to be sure. I'm not discussing kippah right now in general. But to, 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 to put on a kippah during shul, when you're in shul, when you say Shem Shemayim, when you're davening Shem Nesri, etc., when you're in vacation tefillah, that's not a minute, that's mamish al-pidim. Uh, since we're saying, saying something about this, I'll just say that, uh, you know, you, if you see people, I'll say two things maybe regarding to, in, in, in this regard. One is that, you know, you've seen people sometimes the, uh, a gust of wind blows off the kippah. A person can, if that happens, then you can, you know, uh, put your hand on your head and run off your kippah and to pick it up. Uh, even more than Daladamas, when it comes to tefillah, you can't do that. Uh, you can't have, you can't cover your hand, your head with your hands. Someone else's hand would work, but not your own hand. Uh, or so you have to get, you have to have mamasha covering for your head. Uh, it can't be, it can't be your hand for tefillah. The other thing is the size of the kippah. So there is a leniency of the Igros Moshe, who says that a person's kippah doesn't have to cover the majority of his head. Now there are opinions that say you, they do have the kippah actually does have to keep, cover the majority of your head. At the end of the day, you know, we speak big, their head should not be uncovered, and usually people wear the hat. So you, that's why some people say the keeper should cover the majority of your head. But you can be lenient and go with the Grismosha, it doesn't have to cover the majority of your head. Uh, but it's a good minak to, in general to wear, to wear a nice kippah. Then it's a cover, it plays out not just in tefillah, but also in your day-to-day activities. There's a discussion, there's an opinion that says that single women too would Alpidin have to cover their heads during tefillah when they're saying brachot? Um, there's a similar logic in that. If men have to cover their heads, maybe women should cover their heads even if they're not married. Um, but the custom is to be lenient in this regard. Uh, and certainly the Chassam Sofer, even Chassam Sofer has a, has a lenient ruling here. He says because non-Jewish women in church, they, they would cover their heads even if they're single. So we'd have to be not like the Goyim. So therefore we're going to align our lenient, the lenient opinion and therefore, uh, the men, since it's only a rabbinic thing, where halacha, women, the, regarding women, we're makeup, we're lenient, and women who are single don't have to cover their heads during davening. Uh, what about regarding a belt? So, there are three opinions in the Rishonim regarding wearing a belt for tefillah. There are some Rishonim who says that you always have to put on a belt for tefillah. There are some, some Rishonim who say that you don't need to put on a belt at all. You just need something to distinguish between the upper and lower part of your body. And then there's a middle opinion of the Rishonim that says if you usually do wear a belt, then you would have to wear a belt for tefillah as well. Uh, generally speaking, many poskim are, uh, are, um, are poskim, poskim like this middle of the way, that if it's something that you, uh, you wear, always wear a belt, you should wear a belt for tefillah. The Shukharach seems to be more stringent, that you should wear a belt um, um, all the, and no matter what your situation is, and the Mishabur seems to be stringent as well. Nevertheless, the halacha is like the lenient opinion, um, and therefore the halacha, the bottom line regarding this halacha really is the following, that like I said, that um, 
that uh, if if you if you go if if you usually um, if you have a um, if you have uh, if you do walk around with a belt all day long, then you would have to belt wear a belt for tefillah. And if you don't wear a belt all day long, then you don't have to wear a belt for tefillah. As I said, b'chomika, there should be something distinguishing between your upper and lower body. All right, so if you're wearing uh, underwear, underwear, then you're then, then you're fine. That that solves the problem. Uh, the Hasidim, of course, uh, wear a gartel. They need to have a special zechum of the Hasidim uh, to wear a gartel, no matter what the situation is. Uh, they always wear a belt and they always wear some, something special for tefillah. They wear the gartel, which is special for tefillah, to show that the Jewish people are able to separate between the upper and lower parts of the body. We're able to focus on our spiritual sides. And then, we can go back to the material side of be and raise it to a higher level once we set out from our spiritual side.